Hello everyone, this is Pastor Ronke Lulano of Harmony Christian Center. Thank you for joining our podcast today. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the message. Genesis chapter 25, verse 21 to 24, we'll be reading from the New King James Version. Genesis chapter 25, from verse 21 to 24, and get ready for Judges chapter 6, verse 11 to 16. I read from verse 21. It says, Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife, because she was barren. And the Lord granted his plea. May the Lord grant your plea in Jesus' name. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. But the children struggled within her. And she said, If all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord. Verse 23. And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. Verse 24, please. So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed, there were twins in her womb. May every word of God upon your life come to be established in Jesus' name. May you experience the power of God in your own time whilst you're alive and well in Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. Judges quickly. Judges chapter 6, verse 11 to 16. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Oprah, which belonged to Joash the Abiezrite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles which our fathers told us about? Saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours. Ah, As you go forth to the rest of this week, the rest of this year, go. In the might that the Lord has given to you in Jesus' name. And you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, Oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. The last verse. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. You would defeat your enemies as one man. It's a good place to say amen wherever you are. Praise the Lord. We thank God for his faithfulness and for his word that never fails. And we thank God because, you know, God's, when God says something, he never changes. He's an unchanging God that changes the seasons and the times. But he himself is an unchanging God. God can change your situation, change your circumstances, circumstances, change where you are located, change where you are born, change where, change anything about you, but he himself remains what? 
unchangeable. Having read these two passages, you'll agree with me that the two people here, Rebecca and Gideon, were going through a period of what I'll call frustration. Because Rebecca said, What? Why? If it is well with me, why what? Why am I like this? Frustration, anger, bitterness, disappointment, uncertainty. They were clearly exasperated from the experience they were having. I submit to you, they were about to move from one stage of life onto another. As you're going with me along in this passage, have Rebecca in your mind and have Gideon in your mind as well. They were not in the new stage yet, but neither were they where they started from. Putting it simply, they were in a stage of transition. And you know what? The word transition, because I just had to look through so that I can help us in understanding this, that the word transition means the following. It means movement. It means passage. It means change or intermediate. It's the process or a period of changing from one state or condition to another. In other words, it is a transition period. Transition period can be from adolescence to adulthood. It can be from womanhood to motherhood. It can be from a learner to a teacher or to a worker. It can be from being a tenant to becoming a landlord. From an employee to an employer. It goes on and on. But you transit from one stage onto another. Even animals go through transition. Caterpillars change and become what? Butterflies. Transition goes on all the time for people, governments, systems, institutions, nations, and so on. There's hardly a thing that does not go through transition. Even the dead go through transition. You can ask me how. Because they have to transit to heaven or life after death, depending on the kind of life that they lived here. There is nothing that does not go through transition. However, some transitions may be smooth. Some may be challenging. As a nation right now in the United Kingdom, we are going through our own transition at the moment from Brexit towards post-Brexit, from pre-COVID to post-COVID. We are not there yet, but we are in transition right now. We are right in the middle, right in the middle, and even the government doesn't even know when it will end. But you know, we have a God. We have somebody who knows already. God knows the end already. Even in this transition period that we are, he knows the end and the end shall be good for us in Jesus' name. In the midst of the national and general transition, the Lord is saying to you and I today, he knows you're going through a transition period. He knows that it can be difficult. He knows, you know, yes, though there's a general one, even you have your own personal transition that you're going through right now that is troubling you, that's making you frustrated, that's making you angry, that's making you, you know, sort of feel like, when will this end? Some of the transition you're going through has even occurred or started occurring way beyond, before, before the COVID-19. But it's still transition. Do you know what? Right now, you may feel like that caterpillar that's transitioning and feel like 
I'm no longer a caterpillar, but neither am I a butterfly. So you feel like you cannot fly, neither can you crawl. This was the stage that Rebecca found herself. She had no babies yet, yet she could not return to the pre-pregnancy state. She had to say, if it is well with me, why am I like this? Are you asking that question? Why am I like this? He who made you knows why you are like that. And he who made you will surely transit you from this position to the position of glory he has ahead for you in Jesus' name. If this is how you feel, and you're listening right now, you're under the sound of my voice or watching, that you're wondering, why is my marriage like this? Why is my home like this? Why is my finances like this? Why are my children like this? On and on. You can look at every situation in your life and think, but why? Like Rebecca, you're wondering, why is this, this long-standing court battle? Why is it going on? Why about this tri trial that I'm waiting for, this unfair dismissal that I want to hear? How long is it going to go on for? Maybe yours is to do with business or a case of injustice. Whatever it is that you're transiting through right now, rest assured that there is an end in sight. And that you will not die before getting to that end in Jesus' name. But there are certain things that we need to know whilst we're going through the transition period. And that's why the title of the message today is Transitions Don't Last Forever. Transitions, what? Don't last forever. There is an end. This too shall pass. This too shall become a testimony. This too shall become something you're going to refer to as God saw you through. It does not matter how long it has taken. It does not matter how difficult it was. It does not matter how tasking or arduous it was. God will surely see you through. Because whatever he says he will do, he will do. I know that, you know, when you think about it, literally speaking, you are the one going through that transition. Rebecca was the one carrying those twins. And she was wondering, well, if everything is okay, why am I like this? But God, who put the children on the inside of her, knows the reason and the purpose why she needed to go through. I said your marriage, your children, your home, your finances, whatever you're going through in the name of Jesus shall turn out well in Jesus' name. It shall not continue to be like this. Because of, you know, I want us to you know, get some of these points that, as it's blessed me. I pray it will bless you too. I've got some few points here that I believe would help us in whatever form of transition that each and every one of us is going through. Whether you're a student, whether you're a mother, whether you're a wife, whether you're a husband, whatever, whether you're a minister, whatever position of life that you are, in Jesus' mighty name, I trust God that the Lord who saw Rebecca through, the Lord who saw Gideon through, the Lord also will see you through in Jesus' name. The first thing I want us to know that will help us going through transition is identify and embrace the purpose of God for your life. What did I say? Identify and embrace the purpose of God for your life. Who am I? What is God's plan for my life? Yes, you may be having a difficult marriage. Yes, you may be having your finances going pear-shaped. Yes, your, your business may be all over the place right now. Your health! 
health may be challenged right now. In fact, the doctors cannot even tell you exactly the outcome of the test. They've done so many tests and so many tests and so many, and they still cannot come to a conclusion. You may be going through all of that, but that in itself is not your identity. Identify and embrace the purpose of God for your life. Once you do, it will keep you focused and it will keep you in check. Gideon discovered this purpose that he is a deliverer of Israel from the hand of the Midianites. As at this stage, the Midianites had tormented them for seven years nonstop. And so everybody was fearful. How long has your problem been going on? Perhaps you feel like Gideon. When Gideon was approached, when he met, when the angel met with him, what was he doing? He was threshing wheat in the wine press. The wine press is not a place to thresh wheat. He was threshing wheat in the wine press on the bare floor so that the sound of the threshing of the wheat would not be heard by the Midianites. If you read the whole of Judges chapter 6, you will see that the Midianites were oppressing the children of Israel and they made them impoverished. Everything they planted, they took. Everything they owned, they took from them. They were raiding them, they were bullying them, they were harassing them. So the Gideon had to go and hide to be threshing wheat in the wine press. And the angel came. Where are you right now? Where are you sat? Where are you situated? What, what is it that you're doing about your life that is making you hide like Gideon in the wine press? Don't hide. Don't allow the enemy to overwhelm you. Identify and embrace the purpose of God in your life. Because until you do that, you're not going to be able to confront the enemy. Clearly, we see here, that when Gideon was able to understand that he was a deliverer of, meant to be a deliverer of Israel, it emboldened him to confront the worshippers of Baal. Every worshipper of Baal, every enemy that is confronting you in your life, the Lord will grant you victory to confront them in Jesus' name. He confronted them so much, in verse 22, so much that they had to name him Jerubal. They had to say, ah, the children of Israel... They had not become worshippers of fake and horrible gods. And the gods they were worshipping, angel of God told him, tear down this altar. The minute he recognized his purpose, he tore down the altar of Baal. Everything in your life that has stood, that, has, that is standing as an idol between you and God right now, the minute you understand your purpose, receive the grace to tear it down in Jesus' name. Receive the grace to walk away from it. Because the purpose of God in your life will prevent your enemy from triumphing over you. I say your enemy will not triumph over you in Jesus' name. The purpose of God will prevent your enemy from triumphing over you. If you recall Paul in Acts 27 verse 23, he, he was guaranteed, he was told by the angel that he would not die in this raging storm. He said, the angel of God in whom, to whom I serve and to whom I belong appeared to me at night and said, no, you are going to get to Rome to witness. The purpose of God in your life will preserve you in Jesus' name. No matter what COVID-19 is saying, no matter how many jobs are going there, I said, the purpose of God for your life will preserve you and you will stand to declare the testimony of God. Don't look at what you're seeing. Paul was told that he will be preserved. Moses the purpose in his life preserved him. He could not die as a baby. Even right there among snakes and scorpions, 
in the ordinary Moses basket, as we call it now, he did not die. Even after he had fought and wrestled with the um, Egyptians and they wanted to kill him, he did not die. Because what? Purpose preserved him. He was a deliverer of his. I say, purpose will preserve you in Jesus' name. The purpose God created you for the minute you know it, the minute you begin to run with it, it does not matter the attack. I say, you will not die in the name of Jesus. You will not become something that is gone and become a bystander in Jesus' mighty name. What about Joseph? Joseph, for 17 years, his father thought he was dead. But purpose had preserved him and catapulted him to Egypt because he was sent ahead because of the purpose for why he was born. I said, whatever it is, which situation you are right now, would the purpose God sent you even to exist, you will live to fulfill it in Jesus' name. People may gang up against you. Your own loved ones may gang up against you. But purpose will preserve you in Jesus' mighty name. Esther fulfilled her purpose as well. Even though traditionally she was not meant to go even into the king's palace. Anybody that goes into the king's palace without announcing gets killed. But purpose, preserve, I say purpose to preserve you. Discover your purpose. Why are you existing? What has God said concerning you? It's not just about being a wife, a mother, a child. No, 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 no. There are greater assignments that God has put on the inside of everyone. The minute you discover it and run with it, that purpose will preserve you in Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. The next point I want to talk about, things that will help you in this transition period, in the transition phase that you're going through, the things that will help you to be able to overcome, to be able to stand, to be able to see yourself crossing onto the other side. Don't focus on the power of your challenge. Otherwise, your challenge will overpower you. I repeat that. Don't focus on the power of your challenge. Otherwise, your challenge will overpower you. Ah, your challenge will not overpower you in Jesus' name. Don't focus on it. Physically, emotionally, mentally, it will take over if you focus on it. Rebecca was so overwhelmed with the struggle within her that she forgot the God that was behind her. What do I mean by that? Just stop here for a minute and think. Rebecca is the wife of who? Isaac. And who was Isaac? The promised child. What was the promise God had given unto Abraham concerning his descendants and his descendants' descendants that would that, 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 that outnumber the star, stars in the sky? Do you think when Isaac married Rebecca, he wouldn't have told her what the promise has been? Now, would God who had promised that, look, through the seed I'm giving you, through Isaac, who is now your husband, and who you are the wife, carrying the, being the carrier of some of those uh, seed, would God not allow you to die without delivering those seed? Sometimes when you focus on the problem, the problem at work, the person that is haunting you, the racist remarks you're receiving, the letters you're receiving in the post, the doctor's report, the lawyer's report, and if, if you focus on those things, you forget the promise of what God has said over your life. It's important that you do not look at what is going on in the news or what is going on around you or what the next thing is saying. When I say don't look, it doesn't mean you don't see it, but don't let it get into your heart. Don't make it what it becomes your guiding light. That, ah, this COVID is killing people. Ah, everyone is losing their job. Ah, everyone may be doing it does not mean it is your portion in Jesus' name. 
Don't focus on the power of your challenge, otherwise your challenge will overpower you. I declare and I decree in the name of Jesus, you will never be in a position that your challenge will overpower you in Jesus' name. How can Rebecca forget who she's married to? How can you forget the God who has brought you thus far? How can you forget how God has rescued you and protected you and shielded you and said the words I has promised concerning your life? How can you forget the promise of God because of COVID-19? How can you forget what God has said because of what is going on around you right now? How can you forget? But Rebecca forgot for a splitting moment. But thank God that she returned. Well, may you, anyone right now listening and watching, if you are in a position where you're overwhelmed, frustrated, and anger, angry and bitter, return to your Lord right now in the name of Jesus. Return to the promise of God for your life. And you will see the solution in Jesus' name. Don't allow depression to set in. You know, I was listening to the narrative yesterday. The Office of the National Statistics, ONS, was saying that last year around this time, the rate of depression was 1 in 10. But right now, as we are in this country right now, the rate of depression is what? 1 in 5. Double in a year. Why? Because of the ongoings. May you not be counted amongst the statistics of those that are depressed in Jesus' name. May you receive the grace to hold on to the more sure word of God and say, Lord, uh, you gave me this word. This word will not fail. This word will work for me. I focus on the promise. I do not focus on the challenge in Jesus' name. That's why David is a man who recalled how God delivered him from the paw of the lion and from the, uh, from the paw of the bear and of the lion. In this, your transitional period, what are you recalling? Recall the goodness of God for your life. Recall the, de recall the deliverance. Recall the supernatural provision. Recall the divine favor. Recall the doors that God opened when it looked like it was shut. Recall how God rescued you out of the arm of the enemy. Recall, recall, recall. That is how not to fall into the depression. That is how not to focus on the challenge. I say recall the goodness of the Lord and the Lord will elevate you in Jesus' name. You will surely overcome. I say you will surely overcome. It does not matter how bad it is. It does not matter how long it has been. You will not die in this situation in Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord. Next point I want to talk about, number three. I like this one so much. Be comfortable in your own skin. Be what? Comfortable in your own skin. Please, don't try to be like someone else. He does not pay. In fact, why do you want to be? Be the original of yourself. When you are the original of yourself, there can be no two people like you. Even if you are twins, I say to you, twin A and twin B can never be the same. When you are the original of yourself, with time people will know you and accept you for who you are. Don't try to copy anyone. Don't try to compare yourself. The Bible says those who compare themselves even with us are what? Fools. You will not be a fool in Jesus' name. Don't allow low self-esteem or insecurity to set in in your life. You know, Gideon saw himself as the weakest of the weakest. He says, my clan is the weakest. And even in that clan, I myself am what's the weakest. And it's a lie. Because if you look at verse 15, when they were trying to know who was the one that must have broken down this, our, this bar God, they did not think of any other person than who? 
Gideon. They say it must be Gideon. Why? Because they, there must be something inside of Gideon that shows it was a man that was strong, that was mighty, that was confident. I say your confidence that God has given you, don't pull it down. Don't be, try to be like Jones is right on. Ah, the way he does his own thing is better. No, be confident in what God has made you. The more you build on it, the more you work on it, the more you indeed trust God, you will see how God will use you mightily in the name of Jesus. Be comfortable in your own skin. Gideon saw himself as the weakest of weakest. Yet he was being addressed as the mighty man of valor. If God says you are the head, you are the head. You are the head, you are not the tail. You are above, you are not beneath. It does not matter what other situation. When God says you are a black woman, you are favored of God, you are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, you are made in his own image, walk as such. Speak as such. Think as such. Don't let anyone pull you down and don't let anything anyone else is saying make you begin to think, ah, I wish I was mixed race. Oh, God forbid. Oh, I wish I was a man. No, I am happy to be a woman and I'll be the best woman that God has called me to be. Oh, I wish I had only one child. Oh, I wish, if, I wish my husband was rich. Ah, I wish my, my, no, don't wish anything about other people. Thank God for who God created you to be and allow him to bring out the best of what he has put on the inside of you to come out in Jesus' name. When you're thankful for what God has given you, when you're thankful for who he has made you to be, the best of you will come out and no one else can be like you. People will soon begin to talk about you. We'll talk about the goodness of God in your life. We'll talk about the faithfulness of God. We'll talk about what God is doing. I say be comfortable in your own skin. You know? Don't hide who you are. Rather, turn it around for good. And this is so easily done for those of us who perhaps used to live abroad and came here to live. I remember when I first came to this country and uh, I was told, ah, you know, your name. They will not be able to pronounce your name. So I was like, okay. And you know, I don't know about you, but most people can testify to it on your birth certificate or your Christian certificate or whatever. You have a number of names. So you don't have just maybe one name. So I was named, my passport, you can see, Elizabeth Adirunke. Nobody will be able to call Adirunke. So you have to choose the English name there so that, you know, they can call you when you go for jobs, when you go for interviews, when you go... But there was a level of understanding at that time that I had, that I, that thank God I'm above now. And so anywhere I meet you, I go to, it's Elizabeth. But it's, it's my name, but it's not my preferred name. I don't know about you, maybe you've seen forms where they'll ask you, what's your what? Preferred name. But why will you drop your preferred name? For the other name, because you want to be like Jones's. Sometimes, you we try to be like what other people are saying, what the society is saying. What? Since 15 years ago, if you cannot call Ronke, and if I'll say it even with pride, Ronke means someone to cherish. Be proud of who you are. Be proud of who God called you to be. And so, in fact, because there were forms and things I had done that I put Elizabeth, Elizabeth, and I'll say preferred name is what? Ronke. Let your preferred name come out because that's what God called you. Do you know one day I received the revelation? Maybe obviously with my medical background. Because when you go under anesthesia and they put you to sleep, when they want to wake you up, they will call your name. But when Ronke 
It's not the name they are calling. And they are calling Elizabeth that I'm not used to. Will I wake up? No, just think about it. Be comfortable in your own skin. Be comfortable with your own name. Whoever cannot call your name, let them learn it because you learn to call their own names too. Be comfortable. Let them know this is who you are. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Don't compromise your faith or your belief. You have a voice. Use it wisely as the opportunity presents. The next point I want to talk about. Purpose guarantees a safe landing. Remember we talked about know your purpose, identify your purpose. This point is saying purpose guarantees a safe landing but can't guarantee a smooth process. I repeat that. The purpose for which you are born, for which you exist, it will guarantee you a safe landing. It guaranteed Esther a safe landing. It guaranteed Moses a safe landing. It guaranteed Joseph a safe landing. It will guarantee you a safe landing. It guaranteed Daniel a safe landing. But it cannot guarantee a smooth process. Everyone's process in fulfilling their purpose will be different. Understand that there's a purpose for what you're going through this challenge in this transition period. Rebecca was carrying two nations within her who were going to be the progenitors of Israel and Edom. For every promise of God in your life, there shall be a performance for what God has said he will do. God will watch over his word to perform it. However, the pathway or the transitional period may be bumpy. It may be what? Bumpy. Because it's bumpy does not mean God is not in it. Let's stop as Christians who are immature or those kind of teachings that, oh, if you're in God, everything goes well. You don't have any problem. Ah, I wish it was. No. In fact, that really, you should check it out whether it's God. Because God will allow you to go through those challenges to keep you on your knees, to help you to trust him the more and to trust him to see you through. You may be going through a bumpy ride right now. But rest assured that underneath you is what? Everlasting arms. God will not let you fail. For there is a purpose for you to accomplish. Rebecca was carrying two nations within her. You would have thought if you looked at the history or the, uh, the accounts in the Bible, she, this is a woman who had been barren for 20 years. You would have expected when she was pregnant, like I always say in my own case too, that there should be a red carpet rolled out. But I had one of the most difficult and traumatic pregnancies after 10 years of waiting. But why? That allowed me to learn to depend more on God. That this which I carry surely is so precious that the enemy won't give up. That is to let you know that you are a carrier of a special grace. You are a carrier of a special assignment. And if you are nobody that is, somebody that is irrelevant, of, of no, no importance, no significance, the enemy does not have to fight you. He doesn't have to wrestle with you. But the greater the work, the greater the assignment, the greater the challenge you will go through, but be rest assured that God will see you through and victory shall be yours in Jesus' name. Rebecca was carrying two nations within her. She needed to know that, ah, the enemy wouldn't want this to happen. But God made it to happen. 
But God saw it around. I said, so turned it around. I said, no matter what it is you're going through in your life right now, as long as you know you are in line with God's will, you are in line with God's purpose, I said, that bumpy ride shall be turned even to a smooth end in Jesus' name. For with God, nothing is impossible. Purpose guarantees a safe landing, but cannot guarantee a smooth process. So what should you do when you're going through that bumpy ride? Turn it over to him. Look up to him. Trust him to help you. Seek help in the right way. I remember when it looked like, ah, is, is what God has said, is it not going to happen? The only way that kept me going is going back to the word. Going back to the promise. Singing songs of hope. Singing songs of inspiration. Reclaiming and reconfessing. You know, when it is, it could be your marriage. You know how God said it is concerning you. But right now, you're going through a bumpy ride in your marriage. Go back to what he said in the beginning. For God surely makes a way where there seems to be no way. The last point I will give. Go back and seek the face of the Lord. Go back and seek the face of the Lord during this transition period. What do I mean by that? The Bible says when Rebecca at Mund had said, ha, how can this be? Eh? If it is well with me, why is my husband behaving like this? If it is well with me, why can't I even, you know, say, ah, there's this amount of money I need and it's available for, for, the, for, the, for the event I want to use it for? If it is well with me, why are my children behaving like this? If it is well with me, if it is well, if it is well, the truth of the matter is it is well. Go to him who has made it well and you will see it well. So the Bible says, Rebecca, you read it. Rebecca now did what she inquired of the Lord. Ah, receive the grace to inquire of the Lord in Jesus' name. David inquired of the Lord many times. It was in inquiring of the Lord that made him to receive even deliverance and direction. It's important that when you're going through these challenges, this transitional period, learn to inquire of the Lord. Don't learn to inquire of the news. Don't learn to inquire of the latest uh, figures. Don't learn to inquire of what the doctor is saying. Don't Go and inquire of what? The Lord. As you inquire of the Lord, he will reveal to you. And that's why God said unto Rebecca, two nations are within your womb. It is because of what you carry. That's why you're going through what you're going through. You know, some people have some testimonies that by the time you hear it, you wonder, ah, ah, how can God do that? But mostly, this is where sometimes we Christians, we don't help each other. When they share those testimonies without sharing the bumpy ride or the transitional period, that's what makes some Christians think, ah, ah but why is my own like this? If you go and sit down with the person that shared the outstanding phenomenal testimony, you will be shocked at what they went through. So because you're going through right now, don't think you're alone. Because other people went through and they came out and they shared phenomenal testimonies. You will share an outstanding testimony in Jesus' name. Because God will see you through. Inquire of the Lord. Spend time. Don't wait for the time of the fast that the church calls. Don't wait for the time of the prayer that the church calls. Set time apart. Seek the face of the Lord. Seek him in prayer. Seek him in fasting. Seek him in, you know, just being communing with him. There is nobody that God cannot speak to. Even Samuel, as young as he was, he could not fully understand what he was saying. 
God still had to speak to him through what? An alien prophet. God will use anything to speak to you as long as your heart is inquiring. Inquire of the Lord even in this season. And you will see God will come through for you in Jesus' name. But let me quickly say this. Gideon and Rebecca were not on the same level of faith. Let me explain this quickly. Because some people say, inquire me, I don't even know how to inquire. Me, I don't even know how to go about it. Ah. And then, when I was preparing for this, the Lord opened my eyes that many times we've done Gideon a lot of disservice. Ah, this man has no faith. Eh? God said he's a mighty man of valor. The angel came. The fire came. He consumed what he brought. And yet he's still saying, I want a sign. He said, let water come on the fleece. And God showed him. He said, no, let water come on the ground, not on the fleece. It was because of his level of understanding and faith. Seven years they have been tormented by the Midianites. Gideon grew up not knowing. He only heard of stories of the God of Israel. He didn't really have an encounter. The only God he knows was these bad gods. But he had heard stories that there is a God, Yahweh God, that ruled and reign in the affairs of men. That parted the Red Sea. That brought the children of Israel out even from Egypt. That delivered them even, even away from every oppression and bondage of many 430 years. He only had it with the hearing of the ear, but he never served that God. So how can you expect Gideon, once the angel spoke, to say, your, your servant believes, O oh God. He had to have an assurance and an assurance and an assurance that truly this was God speaking to him. Because though God had called him to be the one who would be the deliverer, but he didn't understand the spiritual connectivity with God. You need to connect to God and understand him for yourself. Not from what is being said. Not from what any other person is saying. And so that's why the difference between Rebecca and Gideon was different. Because Rebecca is married to the child of promise. Married to the person that God says it is in you, the, the father of Isaac, who was the promise that God gave that it is in you that the nations shall be blessed and be named. He knew she knew she married into a family that knew no other God than Yahweh God. And yet, even her, she was still asking, Why am I like this? Why is my own like this? But thank God she didn't remain forever like that because she was quickly able to turn back. And inquire of the Lord. So please, I submit to you. Give Gideon a chance. I beg your pardon. Understand where he's coming from. And you may be like Gideon right now listening to me. You may be in that position where you've only always just come to church. Because you were born in church. Because your parents asked you to come to church. But you've not really, really, really had an encounter with him. Today I call you. Today I challenge you. Ask God to speak to you. Ask God to reveal himself to you in the way you will understand. God never hides himself from anybody. Even to the hard of hearing, he will make a donkey to try and speak to them. How much more when your heart is crying out to him? I say to you, be like Gideon. If you have asked, you don't understand, ask a pastor, ask a mentor, ask a counselor, ask a trusted friend. It does not matter how long you have asked as you know that you have rest, your rest is sure that you've received. Please, brethren, let's stop witch-hunting people who are still not there yet. 
give them the opportunity to have an assurance like you do, to have an encounter to know that they have met with God. I decree and declare, you will meet with God in your own way in Jesus' name. You will have an assurance that this transition period will not swallow you up in the mighty name of Jesus. God will come to you at a level in which you will understand. Don't be a Gideon and want to try and be a Rebecca. Be comfortable in your own skin. Say, Lord, I do not know. The man said to Jesus, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. It's not a crime. Because you receive the answer. It is in hiding. It's in pretending. It's in making it look like, ah, me too, I understand God. Me too, I'm a woman of faith. Me too. No, 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 no. You're perishing and you're not aligning yourself to be who God has called you to be. Go to him and say, Lord, I do not even have an answer. I'm overwhelmed. I'm tired. I know you're supposed to be the God of my life. I know you have the answers. But right now, I don't feel like it. God will minister to you. Either through a dream, either through the word, either through a little child, God will come to you at a level in which you will understand. Because God never leaves nor forsakes any one of us. I say again, you will not die in your transition period. You will not die in this challenge. Because God is not an author of confusion. He is the same God Yesterday, today, and forever. He does not need man to rubber stamp him. He does not need anyone to say, ah, okay, I sanctify that you are God. No, he is God all by himself. And he does not create anything that will confuse you. So this transition period is not meant to confuse you. It's meant to strengthen you. It's meant to make you strong. And come out victorious. And testifying that I know a God that ruleth and reign in the affairs of men. Don't grope in the dark. Because God will not leave you comfortless. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, because you know us better than we know ourselves. And you are not an author of confusion. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks goes to all our partners who support our ministry. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, you can call us on plus four four two zero eight five nine seven triple one zero, or visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord be with you always until we meet next time.